ago, about 20 years ago, maybe, probably even longer than that. And the rule of thumb is it is very hard. Okay. First of all, there's two big rule of thumbs that I've always brought up from time to time on this show. Number one, the hardest game to win in the National Football League is a road division game in primetime. Okay, that's one. Rule number two, it is hard to beat a team twice, two to three times that you've seen in the regular season to see them again in the postseason. Meaning that if you, whether it's an individual, in division matchup, I should say, or it's a team out of conference, out of division that you had on the schedule. The situation is if you see them again in the playoffs, that's a hard, you know, that, that that's a hard defeat. That's a hard dub to try to get to beat a team twice, let alone three times in the season in the postseason. And we and the reason why I'm bringing it up because we have a few of these matchups this weekend uh, that I want to get to here shortly. Uh, that will put that theory to the test. We've got other NFL news too, uh, off the field news as well, uh, that I want to get to. Um, you know, we kind of talked about, uh, Jerry's comments yesterday on his weekly radio appearance about, you know, the job status of Mike McCarthy. If all hell goes to hand basket in Tampa, um, you know, Monday night. So. I definitely want to revisit that and their situations. They get prepared uh, to face Tom uh, Brady on Monday night. Also, uh, we've got college news as well, too. Uh, you know, we just put a bow on the college season, the 2022 college season. And a couple of things, you know, I guess in this day and time we live in, nothing's safe, nothing's sacred. You know, everything's going to get leaked and shared. And I guess somebody leaked the pregame speech of Kirby Smart before going to take on TCU. Now, I think Barstool is the one that's credited for releasing this. I mean, it came across social media on my feed. Don't have the audio. It had to be too much splicing. And, and you know, you know, we can't, we, we can't basically take any FCC fine. So it's one of those situations where I'll just parry. If you, you got to go find it. Now, I've heard some of there's There's one other speech of Kirby's that got leaked as well, too. It was a halftime speech. I forgot what game it was. Uh, it might have been the national championship game against Alabama last year. I don't know. But all his years, over a decade at Alabama, I didn't know. I never heard anything about Kirby really being the vocal guy, like the guy that was really going to come aggressive. I mean, you have to listen to this audio, and you can see why they just stomped and you know, mud hole in him. Okay, if you go listen to it. Talking about, hey, we're going to kill them. Don't pay attention to the scoreboard. F them. We're going to F them up. I'm like, damn. No wonder they came out, you know, hair on fire. Like I said, that is two. Kirby's got two. So did Debo. And Debo to miss the playoffs two years in a row. Nobody says anything about it. Has taken some L's in the ACC that he shouldn't. I don't think that's going to be Georgia and Kirby, though. I think Kirby, I think this is going to have some staying power. Now, he might have a down year, and I think down year to Georgia status to where they're at right now uh, would probably be – I'm going to put Georgia, because where he comes from and the standard that was set, and due to the fact that he learned from Yoda, the master, I'm going to hold – and I've always done this. I've hold Kirby to a different standard. And I will say that a down season from Georgia, now that you've gone back to back, 
And there's not too many universities that can say that in the history of college football, going back to back national championships, especially in this modern era. You can go hell, you can go back to the BCS era. It still is not something that's common. Anything over a two loss season is a down year for Georgia. That's just the way it is. I'm putting them in the same, I'm holding them the same accountability that the rest of the nation that has Alabama fatigue holds Alabama to. That's what comes along with success. But I think it's built for the long haul. Also, college news as well. There are reports out there that are surfacing uh, that John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, is at tension odds with his athletic director. I forgot the 80s name, but supposedly this is over. Of course, like everything else, it's over money. You know, supposedly they've given Jim two low ball offers. You know, of course, we know that he's, you know, it was confirmed. Monday was his two hour virtual meeting, first one with the Denver Broncos and the Pinner Group. No Connalisa Rice. Come on, girl, we bought you on for a reason. But this is the situation. Now, those are reports out there. Now, you, if you listen to the show long enough, and I know we've got new affiliate new listeners, some of y'all be thinking, man, that's Calvin putting this report out here. No, it ain't me. I'm just reporting the news. But supposedly there's a riff between him and Michigan. And, there, and, you know, look, there's people that cover Michigan that I've read up on. There's people, everybody has an opinion with this. Some people like, hey, man, this is just, he's leveraging. He wants this big deal from Michigan. He wants this, he wants this, you know, um, Nick Saban. Uh, well, first of all, let me back up. Let's just start with Brian Kelly. Because if you want to start there, Brian Kelly got 100. 100 mil from LSU and Baton Rouge even changed his accent. Thought he was trying to be down from, you know, down south. I'm surprised he didn't show up with cash money and no limit or something trying to convince that, that you know, hey, I'm losing 100 million to make you do that. Let's start there because I tell you, Jim's resume in college is probably a little bit better than Brian Kelly. And I like Brian Kelly. He's won everywhere he's went. But Jim is, you know, two, you got to remember where Michigan was at in the Brady Hope era. You got to remember how bad it got at Michigan. You know, they went with the, I think it was, they went through the Rich Rodriguez era, which when he, they hired him from West Virginia, that was just, I don't understand that. Like I, I knew for a fact that wasn't going to feel like that ain't Michigan football. That was a debacle. Then they go back and say, okay, man, we went outside the family. Let's go back in. Let's get Brady Hoke. Beat downs. Ohio State beat downs. Now Jim Harbaugh gets it. He comes in. I'm, I'm the first one leading the charge, 0-4 versus Urban, 0-3 versus Urban. But if you go look at the 10-win seasons he had and all that, he has a good record. They, they've turned it around. Two national finals, I mean, two final four appearances back-to-back, -back, Big Ten titles. Hey, that's probably what it has somewhat to do with, with his respect factor with this athletic director in Michigan. And the only thing I'll say to that, Jim, Come on back to the NFL, man. You got some unfinished business. Okay. Four straight NFC, no, excuse me, three straight NFC championship game. Found a fun fact today, too, Jonas. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Denver's defensive coordinator. Okay. Hot commodity. All right. Jaro, brother, whatever his name is. He's a hell of a coordinator. It's Jiro. Jiro, brother G. Now, he's been requested by the Colts. He's been requested by Denver. Now, keep in mind, there's a, the crazy thing about it, him and Hackett are close. 
So, you know, the word is they don't know how he feels about like, you know, he turned down the intern job. He said, I, I don't think I want to do that. But he did interview for that job for Denver's job. But I didn't know that he spent three years on that staff with Jim and San Fran. A little food for thought there. It's a fun fact right yeah. there. So Some there's no need to change. Together. It ain't no need to change no furniture. If they give it, if, if Condoleezza Rice closed the deal, hey, I'm pretty sure, hey, you work with them in 49ers. Did you see this thing? Let them be. But he's, and you know, I didn't realize how much this brother has really grinded. I mean, you're talking about, I think a, one of his titles was uh, game control. I mean, come on, that's at the bottom of the toe. Eight years this guy uh, grinded before he got a coordinator job. And you really want to know why the team didn't quit in Colorado. Part of my opinion has to do with him more than it did hacking and everything else. He's a hot commodity. He's not going to be a defensive coordinator that much longer. Okay. But the situation is you wonder and you, you talk about these small violations that Michigan's looking at. And what I told you yesterday, what I'm hearing is not, these are small recruiting violations, but where this is getting hairy and where they're looking at Jim, even Michigan is the fact that what do they say? What's worse than the crime is the cover up. Supposedly he steered the NCA in a different direction when they're trying to go through that. Now that's, I mean, that's that bad business. You don't have to worry about that. That's football. Okay. But you got to pay attention to that as he continues to be. And I've told you, I don't think anybody's moving until those two guys, speaking of him and Sean Payton, make a decision. And speaking of that, McVay, McVay came out and said, hey, I'm not holding any of my assistants back from interviewing. Okay. Now, all the signs are pointing that McVay is going to take some time off. Okay. Or he's just doing the nice thing and just saying, hey, man, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I need a couple weeks. But y'all, if y'all got a chance, go ahead. He could be doing that. I agree with Tony Dungy, man. I think it was uh, football night in America, Sunday night. And I think when this report was coming up <laughs> and, you know, McVeigh is still McVeigh got this job when he was like 31, I think, or 32 when he took over with the Rams. young. If I'm not mistaken, he was probably the I think he tied the record or one of the youngest that got it, and then also went to coach in that Super Bowl. They lost to the Patriots. But, you know, Tony, Jun Tony Dungy had said, hey, wait a minute. What is this about, you know, because, you know, the reports that's been out there for months is like, oh, man, you know, the injuries, the season is just taking a toll on him. It's just a losing. You know, he hasn't that use. It's just a toll on him. Tony Dungeon's like, how old is he again? Like, what are you talking about? Like, a toll. Like, Tony's like, man, you know how long I've been in the league or was in the league? I had gray hair. This kid is still a kid in Tony's eyes. And he's talking about a beat. Now, I'll tell you this. If McVeigh, this has to be a chess move from McVeigh. I would say, hey, do what Bill Coward did. Bill Carroll was the hottest coach every offseason for seven years. I thought for sure he was coming back. Probably by the, I knew that he was staying probably by the eighth year. When we got to the eighth year, I was like, yeah, man, Bill ain't, Bill ain't coming. And trust me, Bill's phone ringed every year those seven years. Somebody said, see if he changed his mind. See if he's tired of Boomer yet. See if he's tired of JB. See if he get over here. McVeigh, I feel this is what McVeigh wants. Because regardless, because if you look at it, don't think about their record right now. Because if he walks away, he's walking away on top. Don't, don't, it, it doesn't matter this season. Everybody, hey, injuries, offensive line. Matthew Stafford already said, hey, I'm coming back. I don't care what my wife says. I ain't turning down that money. Okay. <laughs> Matthew Stafford thinking like, hell, if I can get my ass kicked in Detroit for about eight years, I can take one bad season. No, no, I'm living in LA. I'm taking that money. I'm he's already said he's coming back. Okay. But I feel that. You know, with McVeigh, I really believe if this guy is really stepping away, 
if he's really going to step away, I really feel that this is really more to drive his, maybe to take a little step back. And like I said, he just got married, want to be newlyweds, but to take some time back to sit there and raise his stock up. Cause I guarantee, I don't care who's out there, the quarter, he will be the top candidate every year. We'll see if he steps away. Also other news, you know, you got college basketball rolling on. I meant to bring this up Monday. Hey, What's flying on the radar because you've got football going on. You've got a lot of things going on in the country in general, but especially in the sports world. I don't know if anybody's paid attention, but Kentucky is struggling in basketball. And I ain't just talking about the few games that they started conference play. This goes back to last year. And look, I'm a big Kyler Perry fan. I like the fact that he just came in there, gave the middle finger to Bobby McKnight. Bobby McKnight. Bobby Knight. Well, Bobby Knight's as crazy as, uh, you know, Bobby Brown, but yeah, Bob Knight and said, screw you and your one and done. Gave him the middle finger. Remember, Coach K was pissed off at him. Everybody was like, he's ruining basketball. And what, and what did Calipari do? Every draft, what would he do? Sit right there in the green room with about four or five guys getting ready to get drafted. That helped the recruiting cycle. I haven't dived into them yet because I know we're just now starting to get into SEC play. So I can't put my thumb on it uh, with what's really up with this team. But I will tell you just from a blind eye, looking at a little bit of their games, um, you know, losing last night at home, you know, that snapped a home. Win. This has to be maybe he's not getting those top recruits. He's getting beat in recruiting. And when I say beat in recruiting, I'm meaning where you ain't sitting there, the John Walls, the Anthony Davises, you know, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Guys like that, like, yeah, you can get some, you know, whatever they rank them in bat three stars, for but I'm talking about those first round lottery picks, maybe in the last couple of years. And again, I wouldn't kill him for it, but I think more criticism needs to go. And he stood up there in the post game yesterday and took it uh, because Kyle Perry and the, and the Kentucky Wildcats, they're held to a different standard. It's quiet right now. Nobody's saying that, but Kentucky, they're not. And Kyle Perry ain't making peanuts either. And he controls everything up there in that bluegrass uh, uh, stayed up there. Okay. So nobody's talking about it. Nobody's troll. Like at least we can do is troll Ashley judge. Isn't that the one that's always at the game? Ashley judge, big, big Kentucky fan. Yeah. Jones. Another, I don't think I got Ashley judge, right? Country, uh, country singer. She's the one they always show her big Kentucky fan. Wonder how much she donates every year. Nobody's at least troll her, but Kentucky looks pretty bad, man. They look bad. What you got? Well, if you would look at, if you talk about the recruits, Cal, uh, the rivals, you know, the, the standings that this shows goes mm -hmm. by when it comes to recruiting. Uh, 2022 class was the 10th ranked class. Uh, two five stars there already for 2023, though. Coach K has the, uh, the, um, top class right now, five, five stars committed for 2023. So okay. maybe this is just about retooling. But you know, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. That's interesting. But you know, it's funny you bring that up because it feels like I heard that about two years ago. I heard that the season before last and then nothing really jumped out on the page. The guys that he had last year, but I'm going to give him some time. It's early, but that they look pretty bad over the last couple of weeks. They didn't took some, they took some L's, you know, Kansas. What is that? Kansas, Kansas needed all of that to get over. OU. really? They were like a 10 and a half, 12 point, uh, I think 14 point favorite in that game. Barely got out of there. Listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back.
Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. And today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors. Or you could just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. And that is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. And you can pick up Zing Zang at a Specs near you. All right. So keeping it rolling. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it's just, you know. Kyle Perry looked a little embarrassed and beat down last night. That was all. But I'm going to try to dive into them over the weekend and really look at them and see if this is something. Because, you know, there's been other seasons that they have started slow before, um, you know, in the last, I would say, four years or so. But I don't recall them losing like this, you know. But we'll see. What do you got? And there was a report I caught earlier on a television broadcast where a fan was in the arena holding a go to Texas sign. 
Wow. Um, of course, directed at the coach. Uh, he was asked to leave the venue or to, to stop holding up the sign, and he elected to be thrown out. Golly. So there's, so there's this message here because they're going through a rough stretch, and obviously the Texas job is very attractive uh, with Chris Beard having been let go by the program. Um, th- that's, is that a little extreme, though, to not? Because that almost, almost feels like uh, infringing on your rights, freedom of speech. Look, man, we're, we're, just, we're living in a weird time right now. That's all I can say. You know, I don't even know what to say. You know, I'm surprised that I've survived this long just based off of some things that I'll even say over the airwaves, you know. Um, that was the sound you heard Walter say, what? What, you, what the hell? No. But no, no, seriously, I, I don't know, John. I just It's the time we live in, man. People have to... That's the reason I'm not a big social media person because I feel like it's kind of irritating because everybody's got to have an opinion. Everybody's got to run to say this. I mean, it's just one of those situations. So I think that has spilled over to everyday life and you see more people showing up with signs and things. I think it was, uh, go the, the Raiders game, the, this uh, against the, I think it was the game against the Chiefs. You know, there was a guy that was escorted, asked to leave because I think he had a sign up, uh, something about McDan- fire Josh McDaniels. He's got to go. And they told him to leave. And I was like, that is so Mark Davis, man. That is so like Al Davis. That just runs through their bloodline. <laughs> I mean, it really does. But that was the team that was going to challenge Kansas City. Yeah. How'd that work out? But, which he's about to do an overhaul, man. It's just, I mean, Raiders, this is his time. This is really legitly his first draft to really get things going. You know, he cut ties in week seven, which I don't know why he didn't do it earlier with Carr. Now, what I end, we didn't really touch on that because we've been off some time. But, you know, that Carr thing, what I've kind of heard, that had a lot to do with some money, too. Because, like, if he would have got hurt, I think if he would have got hurt in any of those final two weeks, they would have been on the hook for, like, millions guaranteed. So that had a lot to do, which I think when they called him off, I was like, look, man. It's not that you're playing bad, man. It's just, hey, we got to. And sometimes that's not new. You know, GMs have had some uncomfortable conversations with guys like, hey, you ain't playing. I remember who was that? Steve, the late, great Steve McNair. I remember Jeff Fisher. His, his, you know, later years before he went to Baltimore, they told him, they locked. I remember reading that. They locked him out of the facility. They would not let him work out there or whatever. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And that was a while back. So, you know, we didn't have as much information as we do now. Everything was in a 24-7 news cycle, uh, kind of really pre before social media just took over. And I remember everybody thinking, like, that is rude. But when he started digging and digging, there was money tied to that. He couldn't afford him getting uh, hurt. And that was during the off season. They couldn't afford him getting hurt because they knew they were going to trade him. Um, but, you know, it's one of those situations to where – there's going to be a lot going on, I believe, with that particular team. But going back before, I'm going to have, I want to look at some of these wild card games, and I want to get to that. But also, uh, the NBA, real quick, couple points I want to get to the National Basketball Association as we continue to uh, roll on. Your Spurs are back in action tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. This is one of those back-to-back games. Uh, the difference in tonight, I'm believing Jaws going to be back tonight. I think he's supposed to play. I know he's missed like two or three games. He wasn't there the other night. Uh, so your Spurs in action tonight. We'll see how that goes. Also, last night, okay, uh, the Suns, I've been riding them hard, you know, pause. Uh, but I feel that they, you know, they spoiled Curry's, you know, coming back party last night. You know, they jumped on Golden State out the gate. I'm still not a believer this Phoenix Sun team and that they trade Aiden. I mean, yes. I mean, a broke clock's right. What do they say? Twice a day. Um, 
I'm not even though you got to give them props for last night too as well. The Clippers, they stop a skid. You know, the Clippers were like on a six game losing streak. They were on a six to seven game losing streak and they stopped the skid. And who they do it against? Against the Mavericks. You know, Kawhi had a nice like 30 and some change. This guy just showed. And you know what's crazy? He had at one point in that game, and I know, you know, I was like, let me rewind that. Did I hear that right? At one point, he had 24 points, I think 22 points on nine shots or something like that. He is so like, it's all about his health, but it's just like, he just showed up. This is what I'm going to say. I look right now. You have three guys. In my opinion, you have three guys in the MVP talks before the all-star break. We're about a month away still from the all-star break over a month. There's of course, what most people are going to tell you, the leader in the clubhouse, Jason Tatum. Number two, I think that you would have to um, add uh, Joker. Joker's getting in that category like Shaq and a lot of you. Jordan, he can win it every year. He's about to enter that category. He's already done it back-to-back. I have a take on that Nuggets team here soon, too, before we go back to the NFL. Okay. If you're new to the show, new to the market, I skip around. There's nothing. There's no. There's This is all straight up Rap City, the basement freestyle. I will tell you this, though. The third one is Luka. Now, Dallas, so I give you three MVPs right now. If anybody tells you somebody else between them, they're not watching basketball. They're still stuck at football. That's Jason Tatum. That's Joker. And that's Luka. Let me tell you about Luka, though, because Dallas, you know, um, Brunson, I mean, I did, you know, losing him and losing, this is a different, like, I'm like, damn, did he make that much of a difference to this team? Cause they have struggled, but it's been overshadowed. Cause Luke has been giving people 40, 50, 20, this and that. He had a decent game. He finally showed up to a season in shape. That's the difference. But let me tell you this and I'll go on record. You can mark the tape. Luca Donkic and basically Donka Shane or whatever you want to call him at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, he will not win a title. The Mavs will not win a title with him until he gets committed on the defensive side of the ball. Nobody talks about this because, again, he is a look. He's a generational talent. He's a generational talent. Make no mistake about it. He is a generational talent. He's off to a better start because in the summer he played with his national team instead of smoking hookah five, seven hours a day and driving fast cars and ch- uh, chasing fast women. He said, let me go play basketball. He showed up, didn't have that wine and liquor weight on him. But make no mistake about it. His play offensively, first of all, I don't, I mean, in my opinion, Jason Kidd, and I don't, I'm not there at practices. I don't cover the Mavs, but just what I can see with the naked eye from home, I, he didn't coach him that hard because again, that's Luca, that's the franchise, and we're in this weird time. It ain't like when Kid played, like, you know, the guys that make these hundred million and a guy like Luca, like, there's really nothing you can do. I mean, they're the, they're the team. They're kind of in control of the National Basketball Association, not the NFL, but in the NBA. So I don't even know how hard kid really coaches him. But what gets lost in it, Luca makes no effort, minimum effort on defense. You know, the most amazing thing to me about that light-skinned brother down in the Bay by the name of Steph, it's not the fact of, hey, you know, he passed Reggie Miller. I mean, he passed Reggie Miller. He passed, uh, you know, Ray Allen. Yeah, that was going to be a given. He's won some titles. He's beat LeBron head to head. Yeah, that's okay. You know what impresses me? Because for the last few years, he got a personal trainer. Okay. 
He started working on his body. Steph put about 15 pounds of muscle, and he really, really tried to learn how to play better defense, some defense. Steph's defense is kind of underrated. I ain't saying he's Gary Payton. Didn't say he's Scottie Pippen. Didn't say he was Bruce Bowen. He ain't dirty like Bruce, but he ain't like Bruce Bowen. He's like the only spur hit in player in history that had a reputation of being dirty. For a franchise that is, you know, used to quote unquote choir boys, which, you know, that's crazy because, you know, I talked about yesterday how I enjoy this 50th anniversary, which that dome game is creeping up on us, isn't it? The, the 50th? Yeah, it's this Friday. How many we got? How many tickets we got? I don't know, but I can tell you that they're no longer selling the $10. So everything oh, is, is, is at, at value, if you will. Well, I'll tell you this. I think I'm going to concede. I think they're going to do a lot better than what I expected. You know, because when they first said this, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, have you seen the AT&T Center? I mean, they're barely fitting. You can only fit like 18,000. How are they going to get 60 in the dome? But the last time I checked, I think they're about at 50 or like 45 to 50, if I'm not mistaken. They're beyond that. They're, they're beyond that now? Okay. We'll see how it goes. Again, we're going to tune. This is the one national televised game the Spurs got this season. The Golden, and look who they use, the Golden State Warriors, because this whole city down here in the 210, just to pull back a curtain a little bit for our new affiliates, Golden State fans, these the young you can't call them millennials. I don't know what that generated. They're younger than I don't know what it is. But there's a lot of Stephen Curry birth fans that run around here. So they take over anytime in the AT&T Center for the most part. They've become worse than Laker fans down here already. But I will tell you. Y'all thank me for that. But anyway, I will tell you, this is the one national televised game they're going to have. It's going, And who's carrying this, TNT or ESPN? I think it's or ABC. I think it's ABC, I think. I think it's Disney. Disney owns everything. I, I'll say this again. I don't understand how Disney, the CEO of Disney, I don't understand why he hasn't been on Capitol Hill yet. Not that I'm hating because I've seen, you know, Bill Gates back in the 90s. They called him up there for Monopoly, threatening a Monopoly. Uh, Bezos is almost right around the corner. If you really, I bet you half the people this audience, if you, if whenever you're just bored at home one night and go down the wormhole, go Google and search how many things Disney owns. It's almost like things you wouldn't even think of as almost monopoly. You know why they get away with it? Because it's a mouse. It's a mouse. It, like when you think of Disney, you think of Mickey, you think of Disneyland. They don't look, it's not a face of a CEO. They run the biggest, like they're on the verge of really monopolizing a lot of things and they get away with it. Hell, even Sprint T-Mobile had to go to Congress just for the merger for them to prove that. They let Disney just go on and go on what they do. Okay. Look at been Disney Networks listening. Like, hey, man, that show's going to be killing Disney. But I'll tell you this. The whole point is we're going to make this. It's on ABC, right? It's on ESPN. ESPN. Night game, prime time. You know what Steve Kerr going to do? Clay's got the night off. Steph's got the night off. Draymond's got the night off. What's the over and under on how many? The, the big, let's say the big three or four Jordan Poole, Draymond, Steph, and Clay. Out of those four, how many of those suit up for this big 50th anniversary, one only primetime game at the Alamo Dome? What's the over? How many of those guys play? My wager, all of them. All of them, because right now the the Warriors are riding a three game losing streak. Um, they struggled at home. Uh, Steph's post game comments last night. They need to they need to take this road trip to get right, and he's he's returning from injury. 
So I think that they're going to want to make a statement and crash San Antonio's party. Well, that's what they're going to want to do. Well, and they're going to bring, they're going to bring everybody out. He might be on a minutes restriction for that one, but they're going to bring everybody out. Well, I'll tell you this during this little mini dynasty run that they're on. Well, ain't no minute many. It is a dynasty run. Steve has, if I'm not mistaken, Steve has hosed the 210 at least twice. I know because I had a friend, somebody had, I think when Steph came down here last year, they had dropped like 15, 1800, and that was the game Steph didn't play. I'm like, sucks for you. Welcome to the NBA. Um, he's hosed them at least once a trip down here. I'm going to tell you, no, they all four don't play. Well, first of all, the good thing to that, we don't have to look at it now, but what I, what I, what I should be looking at to see, are they, is that a back-to-back? -back? Like, do they play somebody else the night before? Is it, Who's that matchup after the Spurs? Because I guarantee you, if it's a marquee matchup, the game after the Spurs, all four of them ain't playing. And if, and if, it's, and if, if they're coming off a of back-to-back, like if this is the third game or not, you, you're giving me the no, you're shaking off the heater. So what are you saying? Uh, they're, they're off until that game. So they're off tonight. They're off tomorrow. And then they've got the Bulls in Chicago because they are. This is now a road trip right. after their eight-game home stand. They're on a road trip, so they've got Chicago on Sunday. And and Demar is day to day with his injuries. So, well, I'll still say I, I would be surprised. Not shocked, but I'll be surprised if all four of them play. But um, that's my take on Luca. We started with NBA because I wanted to get that take out of Luca. He's got to get committed to playing some defense. Steph even had to do it. It's just it's it's horrible. I mean, when I'm watching some of the Dallas game, like, first of all, 70% of the time, and trust me, he's a hell of a player. He's in he's in MVP conversation this season. But the look at him, 70, 80% of the time, he's complaining and bitching out the ref for a no call. He seems like he gets fouled every time. And so half the time, he's not getting back on defense. Kid, assistance, no one says anything to him about it. He's going to, he, trust me, it's going to take some time, but he's, they will not win a title with, I don't care who they surround him with. They won't win a title until he gets serious about defense. Also NBA, one other note I want to move on uh, again. This is one of these stories that developed a little bit toward the end of uh, new year's holiday break. We didn't get a really chance and get a real chance to talk about it um, and get to in regards to a couple of things I want to touch on with LeBron. Uh, LeBron James, you know, the, he's very close. We're, we're going to do this Kareem Abdul-Jabbar passing here pretty soon, um, which honestly, like, I mean, he's going to be, I mean, he's just going to be one of those players that LeBron's going to own pretty much almost every record besides titles. He's going to, which is supposed to be the, you know, most important thing, you know, um, he's going to own every stat and record there is. But, you know, and I've always backed LeBron. I've always been a, a defender of him on this on these airwaves in this show. But I will say that what he's been doing in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, man, bro, like, what do you what do you want? To, first of all, he's trying to put the squeeze on Jenny Buss to make a move before trade deadline. I've talked about this since the offseason. Remember, they follow the breadcrumbs. Remember, Jenny, she closed the pocketbook last year at the break. She said, nah, I ain't doing it. In the offseason, did she, did she even entertain or think about paying anything called a luxury tax? Hell no. Close the checkbook. So I guess this has been building up in LeBron and LeBron, and LeBron does what LeBron does. He sends one of those, like, hey, well, you know, takes a cheap shot, like more like, well, I hope we can do something because we haven't really been doing it. I mean, just paraphrase. But the bottom line, I see what he's doing. He's putting the pressure on Jenny Buss, and I'm telling you, she ain't cracking. Okay. Go watch Showtime with Lakers. I can't wait till season two comes out. I mean, she was just born in it. 
I mean, seeing her dad run the Lakers, you, you think about the toughness that, that just basically had to mold her. Seeing her dad, you know, constantly at the Playboy Mansion, two or three women coming over, and she just sitting there running the team. Like at an 18, 17 year old kid, night back in the point. This is before the Lakers were the Lakers. So you LeBron ain't coming in there trying to she ain't gonna come on. She's not gonna let LeBron push her around. Like, you think that's pressure? I took my clothes off for Playboy. Man, that's pressure. What are you talking about? You gonna tell me I don't care about you or Maverick Carter. And then not only does he do this. But before LeBron does this, let me take, let me moonwalk and take you back before he drops that nugget. I'm the guy that defends this dude. He has a sit down with the four letter network. Okay. It was one of their last primetime games, or whatever. I don't know if it was over the weekend or last Friday or Thursday. And he does his one on one interview. And of course, it's coming down to the end. So the guy's asking these questions. And he asks, like, hey, what's up for LeBron that night? Well, first of all, it's like, how does this losing affect you? Like, you know, you, you're winning, you're scoring, you know, we've got the milestone. He's like, hey, I feel, I've always said I don't feel right for getting rewards and not winning, blah, blah, which I, I think he's 100% telling the truth. But then when the guy tells him, hey, well, what is it really left LeBron to do? First time I heard him on the record, put it out there, didn't remix it, just said, hey, play with Bronny on the same court, kind of like Ken Griffey. That, LeBron's been thinking about this since the kid came out the womb. OK, but the problem is, is that he's always it's always been a social media. Be like, hey, man, I guarantee you, you know, when LeBron, I've been the one like, hey, when the age difference comes up, that's when they're going to go and change. Hey, when LeBron is about to come up, I'm going to finish that point. Then I want to come back to the National Football League and look at some of these matchups. And who are those matchups that you're looking to try to beat a team twice in one season or three? I want to look at those and touch on some other things before we get out of here. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. We'll be back.